We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. So you may have started noticing that there's some strange tall boys of beer in the bottled water section of your local stores. Well, it's not actually beer. It's mountain spring water from the Alps, and it's called liquid death. Why is this water called liquid death? Well, because it will brutally murder your thirst, and their infinitely recyclable tall boy cans are helping to bring death to plastic bottles. They'll also donate 10% of the profits from every can sold to help kill plastic pollution. See, what you may not know is that most plastic isn't actually recyclable anymore, and the plastic you throw in a recycling bin actually just gets sent to a landfill because it's not profitable to recycle. Aluminum is infinitely recyclable and actually profitable for recycling facilities. So go get Liquid Death at your local Woodman's, 7-Eleven, Roundies, or Hy-Vee, or find a Liquid Death retailer near you with our store locator tool at liquiddeath.com slash packaday, P-A-C-K-A-D-A-Y. That's liquiddeath.com slash packaday. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day podcast. Welcome back, Packers fans, to the Pack a Day podcast. It is Thursday. The weekend is almost here. The Green Bay Packers are boarding a jet plane to go overseas and play their first regular season game in London. They will host, host, I say, the New York football giants. I am one half of your Thursday crew, Jason Perrone. You can also find me over at Game On Wisconsin. I do the Quick Slants podcast every Monday. Joined with me as always of Packer Report, 
is Mark Eckel. Mark, the Packers, going overseas to London. When, you, when they found out you, they were going to have a game in London, did you like it or not? No. I mean, you knew it was it was going to happen because I think I, I believe they're the last team they're the last to play in Europe, right? Yep. So you knew it had to come sooner or later. And especially now when you get in that one. See, I don't like losing a home game, and I'm sure a lot of Packer fans aren't um, aren't happy about losing a home game. But this was, if you're going to lose a home game, this is the year to lose one because you get nine. Right. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, listen, I I covered two games in, in London with, when I covered the Eagles. Both, they were both preseason games. Actually, the first ever game in London was the Eagles and uh, Cleveland Browns. But again, it was preseason. And it, I mean... I know why the NFL does it. It's money and all that. And let's bring them, let's sell stuff over in Europe and make more money. But coaches, especially coaches and players to, to some extent too, you know, they're creatures of routine. And this is anything about that. Yeah. I mean, players and coaches, they hate playing on Thursday night because it messes up your their week in two weeks, really. Um, or even Monday night. They like to play Sunday at, you know, one o'clock or noon, depending what time zone you're in, or even three or four, but they, they like structure and, and, you know, going to let now they're doing it differently now than they used to. Like the Packers, like you said, aren't, they're not leaving until this morning, right? Thursday. Mm-hmm. Yep. Today. And, they, and I believe the giants, same thing. Giants. I don't know. They're, and I'm they're, really, really well, they're, 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 they're only an hour ahead of uh, the Packers in Green right. Bay. So I, I believe they're leaving there. It used to be you went out the whole week. Even for the preseason game, when I went, when I, when I, because I did the two times I had to go, um, we were there all week. Mm-hmm. The teams practiced on practice fields out there too. I mean, and that was, you know, it was, it was different. Don't get me wrong, but it was, uh, it, you know, it had to happen. So what happens happening this this year? It's also interesting that and the teams from that played last week, the Saints and Vikings, are playing. It used to be too. You always got a buy after the London game, right? And Packers don't have a bye next week, and the Saints and Vikings don't have buys uh, this week either. Um, I'm, I'm anxious to see how the Saints and Vikings do this week with with no buy. Mm-hmm. Well, the Packers it does, it we've does take we, a little out of you. We've talked we've talked about it too. The Packers actually declined the buy because it was too early yeah. in the year for them. They wanted it later, so the NFL gave them a buy anyway. They're hosting the Jets the following week. That's a joke, by the way. If the Jets yeah, end up Jets winning that game, you can come back and you can come back and slam me for it because, like you said, it's you don't know how the team's going to respond the following week. But but this trip now, I don't know if if it's because of travel or whatever it is. But you're right; it was a huge ordeal. Whereas now it's like okay, well, teams normally leave Saturday. They're going to leave two days earlier. And they're still gonna come back after the game. They want to get home as soon as possible, right? But by the so time they, they leave, I mean, by the time they leave London, it's it'll be like a normal. It'll almost be like the time that they would be leaving the visiting stadium if they had a noon game. But it's obviously a much longer flight. I mean, that flight to London is got to well, be no, right, you know, the games. Yeah, the games so start at eight thirty Green Green Bay time, mm-hmm. right? So it'll be over around noon Green Bay time. By the time they get their stuff together and pack up and get to the, they'll be taken off from Heathrow. I'm assuming they're flying out of Heathrow. Say if they get on that plane by two thirty, how long of a flight is it to, to Green Bay? To Green Bay? Oh, I don't know. Homework I should have done. Like twelve, twelve hours is it maybe? I think it's. I'm, I, I mean, I did it and I don't remember now, but I'm, I it was a little closer. But, I'm, but it, you know, Philly to Green Bay is only like an hour and a half flight. Okay, two hours maybe. 
anyway, so they'll they'll get back in the middle of the night Sunday. Yeah, late. And, and so it's it, it's it's probably not much worse than if they played a night game in LA, mm-hmm. right? God could be. Much- I mean, yeah, it, there's there's still going to be more more to it, like a lot of logistics and stuff like that, and media will be different, and it's it's gonna it's gonna be a it's still gonna be an experience for them to come back. But I hope them coming back and is and getting back into the routine of everything, like they can adjust. Okay, I mean, the majority of these guys are young players. You know, when you're when you're young, you bounce back from stuff like that. You know, I anymore now that it would it would impact me for sure, but. A lot more than it did back then, but a lot of these, a lot of these guys are young. I can't say the same thing for like you know Rodgers and Crosby, two of the most important guys as far as point putting points on the board. But you hope hope that that uh, like they say, offense travels, all that all those other cliches. Hopefully, all that stuff is true. And uh, well, keep in mind also too, other unlike you or I, they're going to have the best. They're not flying like on a on a commercial. They're not sitting in the middle seat on a commercial flight. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. It's going to be a chartered flight. They're going to have. It's going to be as comfortable as possible. Yeah. You know when they do when they do get home, the trainers and the their, the medical you know medical staff will tell them what to do and how to bounce back quicker and whatever they need they'll they'll have. So it is you know professional athletes get treated with more stuff than the average guy. You know. Yep. Right. So, anyway, yep. we got to do weather. We do got to do weather, and and so uh, one of my followers made a suggestion which is hey since you guys are more of an international podcast now you should end in green bay or wherever the game is being played so why don't we try that it's harrison tracy and on on twitter and so why don't we why don't we do that so what we'll do is we'll end in london and that means we will start with you mark in myrtle beach and then we want to get an update on the storm and everything that happened last week with that and then we'll work our way across west. So, how is everything looking over Myrtle Beach after Ian? Well, now it's beautiful. Beautiful. I mean, you couldn't. This, this week has been. It's funny, but when, when we were on last week, and you asked me about the storm, and I said, eh, "It's not going to be that bad. We're going to get some rain." And no, it was bad. It was crazy bad. It was wild to watch it. And I feel very fortunate in that I live in North Myrtle Beach, and we we really minimal damage. You know, I I live in a in a um, a resort type place, so like some awnings. One of the awnings fell off one of the towers. There was some debris. I mean, but nothing that, you know, a couple hours of cleanup and, you know, maintenance, people putting stuff back together, um, you know, wasn't bad at all. But, like, just not like an hour south of me, down in Georgetown County and uh, Pauly's Island, that area really got hit bad. I mean, bad, bad. And, and then just north of me in a town called Cherry Grove, which actually, which is actually still part of North Myrtle Beach, but it's their own little, little thing, Cherry Grove. The Cherry Grove Pier collapsed. There is no more Cherry Grove, Grove oh, Pier. Man. So they had some bad damage. Um, I did lose power for about half the day. Um, it went out around 3-something, between 3 and 3.30. It went out. It didn't come back till about midnight. So we, we were without power. Other areas, like I said, lost it longer than that. They, some of their power didn't. This was all happened. This all happened on Friday. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Some people I know didn't didn't get their power back till Saturday, Saturday night even. So we were a little fortunate there as well. Um, and it was. I, I got to tell you, it, it was. It was really. I don't know what the word. Wild. I just keep saying wild. Watching the ocean devour the beach. Mm-hmm. Like there was no beach. The ocean came all the way up through over the beach in, in into the dunes. Which are no longer there now either. It kind of just washed the dunes away. I, re- I, I, you know, I was convinced it was going to come onto our property. 
I was, you know, as I kept watching the waves come in and get bigger and bigger and the ocean come up higher and higher, um, I thought, wow, this is going to come right over, right through the gates and into the, you know, pools. No, but it didn't. Thank God. Again, we were fortunate. Uh, it kind of stopped at the gates, but it, it was just weird looking out and seeing like no beach. It was just just ocean. So it was, yeah, somewhat exciting. And like I said, we were very, very fortunate. And then the next day was nice out. Saturday was was a nice day. There were uh-huh. people laying on the beach again. People, have to, you know. And then this this whole week has been almost well. Mo- Monday was cold for reason. I don't know why, but it was cold here Monday. But um, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, it's all been it's all like seventy anywhere from seventy five to seventy nine and. and and sunny. Okay. All right. So, so all things considered, no, no, no major damage. And yeah, there's, there was something. I yeah, we were lucky. But, Very lucky. But you're safe. You're happy. And uh, you know. Yeah. You're, and the other thing too is when you when you talk about losing power, you think about things like, you know, you got you got to save your phone battery life and stuff like that. I was in just, my I was in the car. I was charging it in my car. Yeah, that's the other thing too is you better hope you got gas in the tank, or <laughs> yeah, right, you've got it, or you or there's an outlet, or there's someone that's got power nearby. I mean, I don't know how far you'd have to walk. I mean, everyone's without power in your building, but well, uh, I, I for some, I guess I guess they have backup generators here because there was some power here, like like one elevator worked, so you, so you could go up and you know one there was like the like the exit lights were on, so there was some yeah power. There's, you know, vital, vital things or whatever have to work, but like your AC and all that's out, right? Right. You know, that's right. like the simple comforts are not there. So. Well, and, and then the hot water, it goes away too. Yep. So, yeah. yeah. And, and, it, and like, think of when, when you lose power, you don't know when it's coming back. Right. I'm hoping it comes back soon, you know, in an hour, two hours. And, but as the night goes on, you don't, you don't know. I mean. And they go, oh, shoot, could it, is it going to be out all day tomorrow? Is it going to be out for a couple of days? You don't know. I mean, I remember when I was living up in up in, up in north in, um, you know, Jersey, Pennsylvania, I remember Hurricane Sandy, and I wasn't even that close to where it hit. But I lost power for like two, three days. Okay. So yeah. you don't know. Because I, mean, I remember it, texting saying, how's, how's it looking over there? And you said, well, I don't have any power right now, but the trucks are slowly coming through, which is a good sign. And I'm like, that's... Yeah. See that's good that they've yeah, got I gotta the. People, I got to give the, the 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 power the, the linesmen and stuff credit. They they got out. They did their job. And like I said, it, it was out most of the night, but you know, could have been a lot worse. Well, it's easy to say where it's like if you live in an area where the weather isn't great, you should expect them to emergency services to be prepared because they've had right. to deal with it more and stuff. But it just doesn't always work that way. So I guess I'm glad it was it was minimal for you. And now you got your beach back and uh, just yep. in time for the cooler weather and, you know, winter's coming anyway. But nah, it's been, I guess it has been, it'll be nice here for another month at least or more. So you got a little bit of time. Well, if we, if we keep moving our way West, uh, we're already in green Bay where it is, okay. where it's rainy, 61 degrees and rainy, oh. low of 42. Okay. So the, the pack uh, we're getting ready for London by being in the rain. That's, that's right. Sunrise just before 7. AM in green bay so we always talk about that early early sunset in the uh in the northern hemisphere there and then continuing our way west that brings us over to me here in the phoenix area in the in the scottsdale area 93 and sunny i think i've told you we don't we don't cool off much i mean we're finally (laughs) below 100 and i don't think we're going to get into triple digits again but we don't really cool off cool off until the end of this month and end of october so it's still it's still pretty toasty over here in the in the Phoenix area, and so it'll be like that for another couple of weeks. So again, if anyone needs any sunshine, I'll send it their way. And uh, Harry makes an earlier appearance than normal because we're going out of our usual order here. So he said there, Kamloops is having a soft fall. Temps are about 
10 to 15 degrees above normal. But then next week, it sounds like it goes back to normal. So he's he's uh, 75 degrees, low 52. That still sounds pretty nice over there. Yeah, very nice. Not too bad. Not too bad at all. So he says, he says that uh, Vanderhoof, hopefully I pronounced that correctly, uh, where he where he works is uh, closer to 61, low of 39. It's like this uh, center of the province. So he's given us a little reference point there as far as, as that goes. And then our old friend Rob, who used to send his weather to Paul, now sending weather to me, just wanted to make sure to check in, let us know he hasn't forgotten about us. He's in Adelaide, Australia. And they're one month into spring, Southern Hemisphere, so different weather patterns, right? So they're one month into spring, 71 degrees, but it's been unseasonably cool and wet so far over there. Hmm. Interesting, interesting stuff. And then I guess I'll probably go out of order here just because, you know, some of these come via direct message. Some of them come uh, via tweets. And so I try try as best as I can to keep up with, uh, keep up with everything. But our friend Robin over in Oslo, Norway... Uh, Norwegian fall weather is a, is a heel of its own. He said it's uh, cold, hard rain, 55 degrees, but he camped out in the woods southeast of Oslo, and he, he saw, he says, a muffled-down version of uh, Aurora Borealis, which is the northern lights. Okay. You ever seen them? I haven't ever seen them live. No. It's got to be kind of one of those like neat things to say you experienced. And then our friend, uh, well, I should say, actually, I think it would be Felix, Probably doing this out of order, but Felix over in the in the vineyard. Um, it's here's he said here's the last weather report during grape picking season, and uh, he says it's a perfect golden October weather this week. Uh, very sunny, warm, high of seventy three, low of forty one. Just a little bit of wind. We'll pick our last grapes tomorrow, which would be what Friday, I yeah. guess. And then he says I can really focus on the first European Packers week again. I'm really happy for them to finally get a game that's in a time zone or a time frame that's doable for them where they don't have to alter their life schedule to watch a, f- a football game. Yeah. You, know? you have to. Well, this it's week. 630 AM. I mean, that's early. It's early, but I mean, it also think about this. It's like, you know, your, your football watching and anything else is, you know, it's over by the you know middle of the morning. Yeah, you got the whole mm-hmm. rest of your day. True. And you can, well, unless you want to watch other games, but yeah. Yeah. Watch what, well, which I do. You know, I always, I always try to watch other games and take in everything else that's going on there. And then we've also got our friend Garage over in Belgium. Temperature in the low 60s. Uh, similar weather is announced for Sunday in London, which I was going to finish with here. It's only a two-hour train ride from Brussels. So I think, if I'm not mistaken, he tweeted at us, and it, I think he's um, headed over that way. Okay. So oh, that'll yeah, be he cool. Yes, he said he's going to the game. Yeah, and then and then in London itself, it looked like, and remember, uh, Tottenham is uh, open air. It's an open air stadium. So for Sunday, the forecast is 62 degrees Fahrenheit, cloudy with a low of 47. Okay. So that is your weather. Hopefully I didn't forget anybody. There was a lot of, I always have so many places to look, and I'm like, oh, I, you know, I, I know I'm going to forget somebody at some point. <laughs> it's going to be completely inadvertent. But thanks, everybody, again, for who sent in their weather. We talked a little bit of Packers to start out. The Packers going to London. This is a, a very unique situation. It's kind of one to remember. But we will be, they are taking on the New York football Giants. And it is, it is our topic is the Packers defense against the Giants offense. So we should probably start with the injury report that we got from Wednesday. As we record right now, Wednesday are the only stats that we have. So, Mark, you were all over it. The only player for the Packers reporting is not did not practice the safety Adrian Amos with a concussion. Concussion still, right. Jair, so, yeah. Bakhtiari, Carpenter, Jenkins, Lazard, Myers, and Devontae Wyatt all listed as limited. Right. And Bakhtiari and, and Jenkins. Uh, Expected. That's going to be their thing throughout the season. They're right. not going to go, or at least 
for until uh, maybe the whole season. Who knows? Mm-hmm. They're going to be limited. They're not going to Lafleur is not going to push them on on Wednesdays and Thursdays. You know, because he wants them on Sunday. So they're right. they'll be they'll do some things. Uh, now you know if you see a week where they're both full, and then okay, then maybe they they're all good to go. But you know, there's no big deal on them being limited for you know Amos with the concussion. I got to think he may miss the game. You know, the way the NFL is now, you, you they're not messing with, with con- concussions. Now. Right. Yeah, they, I think if you get a concussion, you're going to miss the next game. You yeah. just are. Mm-hmm. Whether you, even if you, you know, test good in the protocol and all that. Unless you got to buy um, the next week. That would be, uh, that would be ideal. But yeah, I got I kind of think, and again, I could be wrong. Maybe, maybe he's fine and, and he will play. I did see Amos like on Monday, I think it was Monday, Monday morning, put up a thing on Twitter that says, uh, thanks everyone. I'm I'm good, but you know, feeling good and being able to play are two different things. Very so, different. Thank God he's feeling good. That's that's number one. But I kind of think he may miss this game. He um, took himself out, which I was glad to see. As soon as he made the hit, he took himself out. He knew. Right. He knew. He's and, like um, he's like you know. Rudy get... Ford actually didn't play. I mean, there was some miscommunications back there, but that was not. It wasn't all Ford's fault. And actually, Ford didn't didn't have a bad game. He really did, and I know we we don't usually spend a ton of time on the week prior, but I, I do have some thoughts about the Patriots game that we'll talk about, which will organically kind of move us into our conversation about the Giants. Now, on the Giants' side of things, Mark, geez, you want to talk about a totally different story as far as players banged up and not playing. I mean, if we want to just look from the offensive standpoint, New York's got a ton of players that are listed on the injury report. Now, it's only right. Wednesdays. You know, they got two more days to to get right and play. There are... There are a couple players that are listed on here with a concussion, including backup quarterback Tyrod Taylor, who's got a concussion. Yeah, Taylor he won't play this. Taylor he will he didn't this. practice Wednesday. Yeah, he won't play. There was some talk that if, if Danny Dimes, Daniel Jones, wasn't ready, that the Packers might see Tyrod Taylor, who could move around. Yeah. And so that no, Taylor's definitely out. That would have been a that would have been an interesting speaking of Daniel Jones, uh limited with an ankle, which is important to note because he runs. And then for for offensive on the offensive side of things. Bunch of wide receivers. Kenny Galladay has has a knee, didn't practice. Richie James didn't practice. Wandale Robinson has a knee, limited. Kadarius Toney, hamstring, limited. Those are your wide receivers. Uh, and, now, they have, and they already have Sterling Shepard, probably their best receiver, on IR. Injured reserve. Yep. He's now, not one guy who's not listed not on the injury reserve. report that we're yeah, going to... He's not coming back anytime soon. No. His, yeah, his is, his is, pretty, is, is a pretty significant. And, but the one who's not on the list, who, who we're going to talk about plenty this week, is running back Saquon Barkley because... Yeah, he's, not, he's, he's healthy. He's, he's healthy and he'll year. play. And, and this is where I go... This is where I want to go back to last week's game against the Patriots. Obviously, not the way you want to look at home against a team you should beat. Now... It's Bill Belichick. It's still the Patriots. They still prepare very well. They've always had good offensive line. They put six of them out there. Joe Barry uh, spoke to the media on Wednesday. He talked about finally making some adjustments in the game. I've never been really impressed with Joe Barry's in-game adjustments. I think the Packers either feast or famine. They're they're either ready to play or they're not. They do. I mean, they do make adjustments. They're they're a good defense. I'm not dogging on the defense, but. As far as as the Packers getting run on run all over when that was a, a, the expectation coming in, Mark, how how did how did you see it or how did you take that? Well, it's hard to. They did give up a lot of rushing yards. There's no doubt, and there was no going against a third string quarterback as they were in that game. I don't know why they didn't they didn't load the box up more and just you know dare Bailey Zappe to beat them. I mean, I guess when you lost. 
I guess in Barry's mind, and, and I'm not going to, I'm not apologizing for, for Joe Barry here by any means, but in his defense, in some ways, you're down two of your secondary people, right? Alexander's out, and then Amos gets knocked out. So yeah, you, you know, maybe he was a little leery of of putting too much pressure on um, Nixon and Ford. Mm-hmm. Nixon weren't they president and vice president at one time? <laughs> wow, excellent catch right <laughs> there. And when I said Nixon and Ford, I'm like I've heard those two names together before. No, um, anyway, your brain, your brain did not um, fail you there. Too much, too much pressure on the on the on the presidential. Uh, secondary the there. duo president so i'm guessing that so but i mean this week I, it's funny I, I i talked to a good friend of mine uh jordan renan who covers the giants for espn.com and i know i was asking him you know we were going back and forth on things and um he thinks the packers i'm, I, no, I'm not going to say what he thinks i don't want to because we weren't i'm not quoting him but um i said to him i said well, you know barkley's been playing pretty well and the packers run defense hasn't been you know, great all, all, all year. It was very it was good against Tampa Bay. But other than that, um, you know, they've been they've given up chunks of yards on the ground. And he said if, you know, if the Packers let Barkley beat them, that there's that there's no there's it's that that's uncalled for because that's what you know, you can't let Barkley beat you. You you, you just you know, if a injured Daniel Jones and a wide re, and a wide receiver group that might and might be David Sills and Darius Slayton they're the only two health, quote, totally healthy guys. I don't, I don't think Tony's going to play, and I don't think Galladay's going to play. The rookie Robinson, I'm not sure, but he hasn't. He's caught one pass this year. You know, he's been hurt. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, even if the even if the receivers come back, whoever comes back, none of them are 100. percent The tight ends are rookie Daniel Bellinger. Well, he's caught eight balls in four games, but he's he's a rookie. There's nobody. There's nobody to be afraid of other than Markley, as a, as a runner. So you just, I mean. When you're that one-dimensional, you should be able to stop that, right? I mean, well, the the easy counter argument is going to be exactly what you started out your your comment with, which which was, well, we would have expected that to also be the case against a third-string quarterback who's playing his first NFL snaps, right, on the road. But the Green Bay. they have somewhat decent wide receivers in Aguilar and Parker. Yep. I mean, they're two veteran guys, you know. And their defense isn't bad. I mean, Judon's a great pass rusher. He was in Rodgers' face all day long. Jones makes a nice pick. I mean, it was a terrible throw. You know, I I, I look at that throw, and obviously we're not used to seeing Rodgers pick sixth, but uh, those those kind of plays make me glad that we're we're tasked with the defense every week and not (laughs) the offense. Um, because it's uh, that was that was rough to watch, but no, yeah, I mean the Packers, I, yeah. So the Packers should should do well. To your point, I don't know about everyone listening, but after a long day of work, I just need to come home to a nice, refreshing tall boy to ease my stress. I actually just had three or four last night, if I'm being honest. No, not those tall boys. A refreshing tall can of Liquid Death it was exactly what I needed. If you've noticed a new tall boy can in the water section that looks like a beer or an energy drink, it's actually Liquid Death, a mountain spring water from the Alps that comes in still, sparkling, or in three different flavors. Try the lime, trust me. Why is the water called Liquid Death, you ask? Well, because it will brutally murder your thirst and their infinitely recyclable tall boy cans are helping to bring death to plastic bottles. They also donate 10% of the profits from every can sold to help kill plastic pollution. There's just something special about grabbing an ice-cold can of Liquid Death, hearing the pop when you open it, and quenching your thirst with the best-tasting still or sparkling water on the market. I honestly could not go back to bottles even if I wanted to. 
As I mentioned, I can't recommend the Sparkling Lime Liquid Death enough. It has the perfect lime flavor to go with a crisp, refreshing finish. It's also the best water to mess with just about everyone you know, as they probably think you're chugging a beer in your car or a work meeting at about 9am. Seriously guys, check this product out. I've been absolutely loving it and I know you will too. Go get Liquid Death at your local Woodman's, 7-Eleven, Roundies, or Hy-Vee, or find a Liquid Death retailer near you with their store locator tool at liquiddeath.com slash packaday. That's liquiddeath.com slash packaday. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I think, I mean, again, you just got to stop Barkley. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, you know, that's easier said than done. He's a very good back. He's, he's probably having his best season, so he's off to the best start of his career. He, in four games, he's gained 463 yards. Uh, he's averaging 5.5 yards a carry. That's that's very impressive numbers. And that's right um, about what the Packers are giving up on defense. So that this lines up once again to be a week where the Packers know what's coming. They know what the Giants are going to want and try to do, especially if they're hampered in the passing game. And can they finally stop the obvious is the question. Well, see, here's the thing, too, about, about now, the New England game was the one that bothered me. A lot of times running, rushing, like the Bears, oh, the Bears ran for whatever many yards on the Packers. Well, like, I, we, and we, we've talked about this the last couple of weeks. I didn't care about those yards because the Packers were up two scores. If, 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 if the Packers are up two scores on the Giants and they want to give the ball to Barkley and let him run and Go kill the it. clock right. and the Packers still win by two scores, God bless him and let Barkley pad his stats. Good for him, good for the Packers. I go home happy. And that's what the Bears did. They, they ran the ball and used up chunks of time when they were down two scores. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Now, now, New England, it was a different story. They were never down two scores. New England was up a lot of – some the game was tied. New England had the lead. It was a back-and-forth kind of game. Um, and New England did control, the, you know, those two. I told you last week, those two guys aren't bad. Harris, uh, Damian Harris from Alabama and then the kid from Oklahoma – uh, Stevenson, I mean, they, they both ran hard and they ran well. And I'm wondering this, could, I'll ask you, could and should 
we see more TJ Slayton this week. I hope so. That's what I was. Stop. That's what I was waiting for on Sunday against New England. Was just put your bigs out there. I mean, even so to me, Dean Lowry is not a big. He's a defensive no. lineman. He's 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 a defensive lineman. He's not a small guy. I mean, especially not compared to me. But when I think of like, and and I know why it's still coming along. But for crying out loud, man, put your big boys up front. And just, this is what I'm talking about with the adjustments. And I know it's, it's not just as simple as like, well, I'll clog the middle. I mean, they still have to penetrate, do their job, get everything done. What's the trickle effect behind them? And you still have a young Quay Walker who's developing and, and learning his role and all of this kind of stuff too. And, you know, there's, there's all sorts of trickle down. But yes, I mean, for crying out loud, put your big boys up front and, and stress. I mean, they got the, I guess the question is, is how do you feel about the Giants O-line versus the Patriots? And the oh, Pedro's got a better O line, and they always seem to have good offensive lines, and it's Belichick. So I'm not saying take the Giants for granted, but I think this is the week where your idea makes even more sense. Where it's like, hey, you can tinker a bit here, and I think still have some success against the a Giants team that you're better than. Win up yeah, front I mean, again. I mean, I don't want to just keep hammering the same nail, but yeah, they, they got to stop the run. Mm-hmm. Now, how do they stop the run? And I think it's not just up front. It's the three guys up front. Well, first of all, play three up front. Don't go two. You know, don't go with the two man line that they that they often go with when they go two four five. I, I you know, and I wouldn't mind seeing more TJ Slayton and his his three hundred and thirty pound body in the middle of that line, and then you can let Kenny Clark move around a little bit, and then and then I you know rotate Lowry. You know, Lowry's not saying he's two ninety two ninety five, but let Lowry and and Jerron Reed kind of. Reed. Rotate a little bit. For, forgot about Reed. Yes, you're right. I forgot about Reed. I said why. Reed's could... more of a. He's more of a. He gets some good pass rush. He, he he actually played okay last week, but he's more. You know, he's not a terrible against the run. But yeah, I mean, he got a sack. You're right. Yeah. No. He can. Oh, he had 12 sacks one year in Seattle. But Slayton is is what he is. Slayton's not going to get any sacks. I don't think. He's earned, you know. He. Well, you never know. But I mean, he's a big body. They drafted him to be a to be a you know, Clark's backup at nose tackle. And to be a guy that can that stops the run—that's what he did at Florida. You know, just put him out there, put him in the middle, and let him tie up the, the you know the, the middle of the line, force Barkley to go somewhere else, and then you have Kenny Clark and Preston Smith, and you know linebackers have to are, have to be responsible for the run too, because especially when you play a three-four, because that those guys up front are tying up traffic a lot of times. And, and then allowing the linebackers to come up and make the and make the tackles. So Campbell and Walker and then Gary and Smith, if they're not rushing the passer because the Giants aren't throwing the ball, they got to set the edge, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Well, so, and that's that that's something that did not go well. I know Rashawn Gary had a good game. He played well. He had a really good first half. Oh, he's, I he's would say unsung player of the game was Rashawn Gary because if he doesn't have the monster first half that he does and get the strip sack fumble, that I don't know if the Packers win that game. He, he no, didn't he do as knocked, much in the second half. But Brian Hoyer, Hoyer out of the game. He was, well, and, and that was, you know, I mean, that was just, you know, an unfortunate part of the, of the tackle. Well, no, I, mean, I didn't say he did it on purpose. No, but. no, but, but yeah, you're right. I mean, that's what I mean is he was so impactful early. And, and if he doesn't do that, I don't know if the Packers have the same chance, but setting the edge, that's different. I know, you know, Rashawn had a couple of plays in the run, but like Preston Smith did not have a great game in terms of edge setting. And so that's the other thing too. When you said that, that's where I thought you were going to go with it. Was it's not just the guys up front. It's got to, uh, or uh, in the middle, you've got to you've got to set an edge. And I'll tell you right now, if it ain't Rashawn Gary or Preston Smith, Jonathan Garvin in there, uh, and and definitely not Teep and Eli. Like they're they're not setting an edge. 
They're they're not they're not doing that. I no. mean, I don't. And Quay Quay's still young. He doesn't know how to get off blocks, and I don't know if that's even his wheelhouse yet. So that could no, be a Smith bit of a. Gary got said, yeah, and you know who hasn't played poorly at all is is the rookie, Enigbari. Uh, Enigbari, yeah. Uh, so he's... yeah, Enigbari on a couple snaps that I saw, I'd have to go back and watch it again. And, and uh, you know, I, I'm he's not. He's moved a... ahead of Garvin. There's no doubt about it. He's he's getting a few more snaps. He's out there more often, which um, is you hope for. I mean, that's what you want. He's in a mid round right. draft pick. That's 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 above the ceiling expectation, I guess you'd say for and he's a week big boy. Four. Yeah, he's, he's two fifty eight. Yeah, that's that, that's a big linebacker. Yeah, he is. He is, but still learning, still young. He got washed out a couple times on um on Sunday, but you know Bobby Wagner still Everybody gets washed. Every everyone gets, every once in a while, like players just get get washed out. It just it happens, right? So. It's good that that young development on defense too, but the the run thing. I mean, I feel like the the run thing has been an issue for a couple of years, and I just don't know. Maybe maybe that's just not something that Barry's defenses do well. Or I mean, they've got the players. That's why I'm saying that. Is it's well they're, again they're, they did. I mean, Tampa Bay we worried about the run, right? Oh, that could you know. Tampa Fournette's had, a big Tampa dude. Re, Tampa had all the receivers out, right? So we were worried about you know Brady. I know, but you know, hey, Leonard Fournette's going to kill him. Well, Leonard Fournette didn't do anything against him. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's hope this week is more like that game in terms of defense than last week was. Yep. I mean, this is more similar in that, although Tampa had Tom Brady and you still shut down the run. So Daniel Jones isn't, isn't Tom Brady. But, he, but again, it's similar in that Tampa was down a bunch of wide receivers. So you knew you could man up or, you know, you, know, you weren't. There wasn't a receiver on Tampa Bay who scared you that week. Mm-hmm. Because Evans was out, Godwin was out, Cahoyo um, Jones was out, so they had a bunch of young guys and you know average guys. Well, it's, it's an identical situation this week, probably. Uh, we don't yeah. know who's out yet, but three of the starting like three Galladay, of the, Tony. What's that? Yeah, three. Well, let's say three. Your to your point, three of the the starting wide receivers are are listed as questionable. Right, and I don't think, like I said, I t- just talking. To do, the guy that covers the Giants, he doesn't think um, Galladay or or Tony is going to are, are are going to play. Now you may, but again, it's 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 only for the, if you're the Giants, it's only Week Five. You don't want to risk. They're all soft tissue injuries, right? That they have groins, hamstrings. Yep. Yeah. So you don't you don't want to risk bringing a guy back a week too soon, and any and any re injures, and he's out another month. You know. I mean, the Giants are off to a nice start for them, three and one. That's they're they're kind of playing with house money right right now, but I don't think I don't think many people thought the Giants would would be three and one right now, right? I mean, yeah. Um, I'll say this about the Giants too. I mean, they were a joke the last couple of years with with the coaching staff and the, the general manager. They were they were laughable. They were they weren't even a, they looked all. I mean, they they just did stupid things. They played like they didn't know like they didn't remember they they, they, they ran like two quarterback sneaks in a row from like their own ten yard line or something last year. They just didn't look like a professional outfit. Mm-hmm. Um, the new GM Joe Joe Shane and now the head coach. I think Brian Dables. Shown, and it's only been four games, but he's he's shown me a lot in, in in four games, and he's going to be a pretty good coach. And when these guys are there, a couple years, you know, give them another year or two, another draft, another you know round of free agents, whatever. When they get when they get their guys in here more, they're going their own guys in and, and weed out the players from the past regime. The Giants could be pretty good again, I think. But at least they they're a perfect. They look professional again. They look like a real NFL team, not that 
circus that was on the field the last couple of years. Yeah, well, it's, it could be a good challenge for the Packers, a good game in London. This is the first time I saw a stat, I think I read it correctly, where you've got two teams over 500 that are playing. Yeah. Is that true? That's true. That's crazy because they've been playing in London for over a decade. Yeah, but it's always and it's always one Jacksonville. Team and, Jacksonville, yeah. Jacksonville plays yeah. a lot of the games there, and they're, and they're always under five hundred. It seems like so. Man, there's we're going to get a glimpse of just how many Packers fans there are in the UK and in, in Europe. I expect a ton. Yeah. What do you? All right. Let's, let me ask you this: What? Give me a percentage of the crowd, Packer Giants. Oh, geez. I, I it's. It's got to be at least 60-40. I'm not going to I'm not going to clown too bad on the on the uh the Giants faithful, but I think the Packers always outdo the home crowd. We travel so well, so I'm going to I'll give it yeah, a 60. I 60, think it's at least 60-40. I think 60, it might be more. 60-40. I mean, keep in mind the the Giants just went to London was it 2 years ago? Okay. They so, were there re- recently. So some of those fans might say, some "Oh, some of those fans are not going to go back. They already had their Europe European experience." Um, you know, it's not a, it's not cheap. Right. I, mean, I don't know what a, a round trip from uh, Green Bay to London is, but it, I don't know. You, you probably can you fly from Green Bay to London, or did you have to go to Green Bay, Chicago, probably, right? Yeah, because it's a smaller air, smaller airlines. I don't know if they go international directly. Yeah, I'm sure you have to. You have to. Kind of, but I'm, I'm sure that's not a. I mean, it's, it's it's it's. I'm sure it's not. It's pretty expensive, I would think. I mean, the and Packers will stay, fly direct, but you know, you know you can't get on that plane. The the hotels are. Are pretty expensive there. Oh, I'm sure they are. Every the oh, whole can I tell experience... you one London story. Yeah, I'm talking about expensive and stuff. I got to tell the story. My favorite. I mean, I can tell a bunch of stories about London, but so this was the second time, the, the second time that I went, and I'm, I, I won't mention names. I don't want to embarrass anybody. But another writer that was on the trip covered for a, a different paper than than I did. But the time was like again, we were there all, all week, right? So we had to cover practice every day, just like we were back in, as if as if we were in Philly and everything. But because of the time and stuff, we had we had plenty of time on our hands with the time difference and everything. So I'm meeting another writer in the lobby of our hotel, and we're going to go out to dinner. So I'm waiting for him, and here he comes. Okay, now a third writer comes in. Now London back then, this was God 91, I believe it was. Yeah, 1991. This is right. God, that's a long time ago, isn't it? <laughs> Doesn't seem that long ago, but it was long. Right. The dollar back then was like a one dollar was two pounds you know what i'm saying yeah the exchange so if rates. something cost if something cost 50 pounds it was a hundred dollars you know what i'm saying so i'm sorry the other way around i guess a pound was two dollars yeah one one pound was was worth two two dollars so mm-hmm. if something cost 50 pounds it was 100 it cost 100 american dollars yeah right and things were expensive anyway like this it was just london's like new new york i mean it's it's expensive it's premium it's, on it's, everything it's a big, it's a huge, big city, right? So it's going to be cost more than if you were out outside of London somewhere, right? So we went to a couple of stores like, man, I'm not buying anything. This stuff's crazy expensive. So I'm waiting. We're waiting to go out to dinner. And here comes our third, the, the, the third writer, a, a, a friend, you know, he comes in he's, and he's carrying all these bags of stuff. And I say to him, man, you, when you go shopping? Oh, yeah, man, I got some great deals. I'm like, great deals? Where, where'd you go? And he tells me the stores. I'm like. Those stores are expensive as hell. I said, "What'd you get?" Oh, look, I got this nice jacket. Oh, that's pretty nice jacket. He said, "Yeah, it was only a, it was only a hundred bucks." I said, "Really?" He says, "Yeah, it was two hundred pounds, so it's a hundred bucks." I said, "No, it's four hundred bucks." No, no, it's, it's two hundred pounds is a hundred bucks. And I'm like, 
No, 200 pounds is 400 bucks. And this is the kind of guy, again, I'm not going to mention names, but even when we talked football, you, he wasn't, he, he went, when he had something, to, you couldn't change his mind. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, and then he bought a sweater and then all this stuff. And he kept telling me what a great deal he was getting. Next day, same thing. The next night, again, I'm waiting for my other friend. We're going to go to dinner or a show or something. Here he comes again with more bags of clothes. Okay. I'm, I'm, and I must say, well, now we're, um, a couple weeks later, we're, we're back, we're back in Philly. Eagles are wrapping up preseason or whatever. And we had like a little office that, that we worked out of at the stadium back then. And I happened to be there early that day. I was doing something and I'm sitting there writing and he comes in. He's the second guy that comes in and he looked like his dog died. He comes in, he had this look on his face and he, he walks over to me and he says, you were right. And I have no, I have no idea what he's talking about. I'm like, about what? Uh, I got my visa bill today from London. <laughs> I said, oh, he's like, he goes, yeah, I spent a lot of money. Yeah. So that's my little one. That's my. Yeah, he did. Yeah, no, no, yeah, know the exchange rate, or if you don't, uh, yeah. have have somebody with you that does. And at least when I tell, and he didn't, it didn't phase me. Went out the next day and spent more. Yeah, right. So, well, it would have at least been worth putting a pen to paper or something like that. I don't know. If, I don't uh, know. He must. He must have missed math class a lot in school. You, yeah, well, yeah, or something like that, or or you know other things as as you say there too, but. Well, getting down to it here. So I, I think I, I, if I haven't mentioned it already, we talked a little before we started. The, I guess the final point I want to make here is that I joked before we started that this could end up being one of those classic bend but don't break defensive performances for Joe Barry's defense because the Giants do lead the NFL in in total rushing yards. They have 70, 770 total yards. They've, they've, they've run, run it 134 times, which is about – Middle to high. I mean, it's it's one of the higher but totals. But there are a few teams that have that has more rushing attempts than passing attempts. Right. They they do. But the other thing that I that I mentioned to you as well is that for all those yards and as much as they run the ball, they only have four rushing touchdowns. Right. So and you've got Saquon. So it's like it. And at some point, hopefully, Joe Barry, wink, wink. And last year, Matt Lafleur had to have a conversation with Joe Barry early in the season about, hey, you got to pick a a strategy or you got to help us out or you got to be more aggressive. And LaFleur had to tell him that, remember that? And then he, and then he finally adopted it and was. And so I was like, I hope that heart to heart happened. I mean, that heart to heart could have happened after week one where it's like, Hey, you know, you did know that 18 is a pretty good player for that other team. Right. (laughs) And so hopefully that, that heart to heart happened, but this you've got to, you've got to try to put the, the game in the hands of, especially if Jones isn't mobile and can't run around, you got to make him make some throws, and don't don't let Saquon just you know sleepwalk you all it the makes way down some throws there. To who? Hey, that's what that's my whole point though. Is that yeah. and and again last week it was like well who's throwing the ball? Well I guess it didn't matter because now hey give that kid some credit. By the he way. he well he, the, he, he showed me. I mean he had some poison in the pocket. He did. He, he did didn't and fall apart. But I mean he fumbled when Gary have killed him, but you know he. <laughs> He showed me something. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, let me look for a rookie fourth round pick out of wherever the hell he's from. Not a school um, that would be on the Mark Eckel approved list. I can tell you that Western Kentucky. Fourth round, it's okay to to take. I don't mind taking small school guys on the third day. Just don't waste your money in the first first two days. That's all. Uh, We we all know who you're talking about. So more than one, anybody. Right. Well, so the running back. You mean? The, the the yeah Packers, the yeah running back the number nine running back scored his first rushing touchdown on Sunday. Great He's speed. Any receiving ones yet? Great speed, but great and, speed. 
And that's the other thing Venus too. Venus Demilo. Is... That's my new nickname for him. <laughs> I'm going to adopt. We're going to adopt it. Well, Rogers was asked about that on Wednesday. He was uh, he was asked about whether or not if these guys come along faster than expected, might that impact his decision and maybe try to stick around a little bit. And he just kind of coyly said, well, it would kind of have to, but more to be figured out there. But yeah, I mean, the obvious thing here, and then we'll, we'll do like, how does this one play out that the Packers have to force the giants to do things they're not going to be good at or aren't don't have the opportunity to do because they don't have anybody, anybody to play. So the obvious question then Mark, before we, we bail out here is how does this one shake out? Packers win this game. They have to, I mean, I'm looking at this, that, you know, or the Bears ran on them a little bit, like I said, even though I, that was meaningless yards to me. They come out and they shut a good Tampa Bay rushing offense down. The last week, the Patriots run on them. They come back this week. I think they they, they don't shut Barkley out. Barkley, Barkley's going to get some yards, but he's not going to hurt them. I just don't see Daniel Jones on a bad ankle being very effective. It wouldn't surprise me if he doesn't even finish. If he, if he, if he does play, and I think he is going to try to play, but that he might not finish the game. Uh, not that he gets hurt, but just, you know, he can't. You don't want a guy out there that can't get, move, and, you know, that's going to lead to worse things. So well, hopefully he doesn't Hopefully he doesn't finish the game because it's uh, it's over early and it's garbage time and they're getting, right. they're and getting they smoked. Web in. Yeah. But, uh, and the Giants, like I said, the Giants are banged up. And, on, and they have some other guys hurt on defense as well. The Packers win this game. I, I think it's going to be – I'm going to go with a low-scoring game. I, I'm going to go Green Bay 24, the Giants 7. I'll give them one touchdown somewhere. 24-7. I think the Packers break 30 Okay, because I think they're going to be wanting to give the London crowd something to cheer about and get excited about. And, and maybe this will put some juice into the offense and to Rogers. You know, we, we gotta, we gotta see another legit shot play to Christian Watson. It's gotta happen. We gotta, we gotta see it happen. So I go ahead and insert comment. I think I heard your eyes roll through the uh, microphone. No, that'd be nice to see. <laughs> we haven't seen it yet. We saw him. So, so let's see. Turned the wrong way on another one. So. I think they'll break thirty. I, I I see this as more of a. I'll, I'll say, I'm going to say thirty four. I'm going to say thirty four twenty four because until I see the wow. Packers, until I see the Packers win by a margin that they should against a team that they should, then it's it's good. We're going to be surprised. Well, you yeah, have they beat the Bears by whatever. Yeah, I mean we got it. Well, they they did, but. Yeah. Then last week didn't instill any more confidence in me. I mean, they they got. I'm not going to be happy. I'm telling you right now, we're going to be when we do next week. When we're talking about if the Giants score 24 points, I'm going to be. I'm not going to be saying nice things about the defense next week. And well, and you know, then it, then it's going to be the it's going to be another game where we're going to expect them to take care of home. They'll be be back home against the Jets, and it's like they got you know both New York teams at home in a row. And come on, you got to take care of the games you're supposed to take care of. So, yeah, absolutely. 24. That's a lot. Have the Giants scored 24 this year? No. Probably probably not, but I just saw. No, no, yeah, they but scored 21. How many 19, pick sixes has Aaron Rodgers thrown in 20. his? They just gave, well, they just gave up 24. How many, how many uh, pick sixes has Rodgers thrown in his career? I mean, I don't, I don't know. Okay. I mean, some of those points could come on specials. They could come on defense. Okay. All right. Fumble. Something Could, weird happens. Happen, I'm just saying the Giants. So you're predicting the Giants to, to score the most they have all, all, all year. Yeah, but the Packers still still end up winning. Still win by 10. Still win by well, 10. Well, the Giants haven't given up a lot of points this year either. They've, they've only given up 20, 16, 23, and, and 12. So it's going to be an anomaly weekend for both teams yeah. overseas okay. in London. All right. I'm, I'm going to stick to 
past performance, and I'm going to go with a low-scoring game. All right. Okay. But we'll see. That's why we'll, we'll see what happens. So we both had the Packers winning, and it's it's about time. Well, we did. I think we did last week, too. I don't. I didn't yeah. pick them against Tampa because – I did. I, you did. Yes, you did. I, I still was uh, my skeptical, usual skeptical self. So my way well, of being I skeptical thought, this – For the same reason I like them. You know, I, I just thought there was too many injuries on – on Tampa that week and you were right. Um, you were right. You ended but, up being right. Cause they didn't, they didn't, they didn't get it done. So what's up over Packer report and what's coming up? Well, again, what's up now is my, you know, post game instant analysis of the, of the win over new England. And then um, coming later today, depending on what time you're, you're listening, it might already be up. Is like kind of a, how the Packers got to three and one. This is the, this is the third time Matt LaFleur's four years that the Packers were three and one. And they've been four and one every year, or it's the first three years. I mean, they, they, they have gotten to four and one. So just, you know, I, I kind of break it down by, by position and a look at what they've done and how to, you know, how they've, how they've gotten to this point and what to, what they need to do better or what they have already done well. All right. Excellent. And I'll have quick slants. That'll be ready for Monday morning, breaking down the game between the Packers and the Giants in London. And a quick look ahead to the Packers coming back home, the real home at Green Bay, because they're home in London, but their actual home in Green Bay as they take on the New York Jets the following week. Hopefully, a 4-1 Packers team getting ready to host the New York Jets. So, we'll see what comes of that. But thanks, everybody, for all of the weather. For anyone who's going to the game, happy, safe travels. If you're already there, I hope you're having a, a bunch of pints and a great time. With the locals over there, thanks everybody as, as always for sending in your uh, all of your great information for following along the Thursday edition of the Pack a Day podcast. I guess I don't I should have come up with a slang term to send us off on from from London. So I'll just I guess I'll just say everybody have a great rest of the week, great weekend. Uh, take care of yourself, cheerio, and as always, go pack go. Have you heard about the 2018 study that showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? No? Well, now you have. I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual, the company making traceability the new standard in the supplement industry. I remember staring at my prenatal vitamins and finding all these things I was trying to avoid. High amounts of heavy metals, synthetic colorants, and unnecessary ingredients. So... At four months pregnant, I quit my job and started Ritual because I believe that all women deserve to know what they're putting in their bodies and why. I'm so proud of our prenatal vitamin. The ingredients are 100% traceable. It's third-party tested for microbes and heavy metals and recently received the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. You see, we trace like a mother because, let's be honest, no one cares quite like a mother. But don't just take my word for it. Trace for yourself with 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast.